0: Hello, this is Bill Lytell again with uh, some wisdom for your walk. Forgive my voice a little bit. It's messed up, and so I've been doing the best I can. And so I just want to share with you some experience of my life, uh, work, studying the Word of God and seeking God's face in 41 years here at the Gospel Baptist Church. I want to talk to you about a subject that is so misunderstood worldwide, and locally in the United States, here is this thing called praise and worship services. They've sprung up, started really in the '80s, '90s. Uh, it started with rock and roll music. It was uh, it's music driven. You'll never almost see a praise and worship team or praise and worship service without rock and roll being right on its heels uh, soon afterward or during. The time of this so-called praise and worship, I've been to a few of them to see what they are all about and uh, they they brag about being able to worship God that we're not worshiping God the way we should worship God. well Jesus has a few things to say about that and the Bible is clear on what God prefers in John chapter four verse 23 Jesus said, "But the hour cometh and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. In verse 24, God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So if you look those up, the word spirit and in truth, you'll find that they recur a couple of times or three or three, four times in the Bible. Now God doesn't want... If you worship in the spirit only, it can get to be a wild-eyed <clears throat> bonfire. If you worship in truth only, it can get to be a dead orthodox. So truth can become become dead orthodoxy, and a spirit only can become wild-eyed wildfire without the parameters of truth containing it. So the, the subject of spirit and truth are important to be combined together. I mean, Jesus combined them together. There's no argument about that. But this was not done just by Jesus. In 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 22, in rebuke of Saul, Samuel said, Hath the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices, that's your praise and worship, as in obeying the voice of the Lord? That's the question. Does God have as great delight in a praise and worship service uh, or does he have more of a delight in your sacrifices and all those things, your offerings and everything, than he would obeying the voice of the Lord? Samuel said in the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to hearken the fat of rams. Proverbs 21.3 says it like this, To do justice and judgment, is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. So let's go back to this subject of praise and worship. What we find is we got a great group of people, carnal people, obviously carnal by how can we tell they're carnal. They have very immodest dress. They use the world's music, which is dance music. I mean, uh, Rolling Stone magazine defined rock and roll, and excuse my terminology, as sex, pure sex. It is, uh, it is music sex. It has a beat. Rock and roll is not about the words, by the way. It never was about the words. Many of the words in rock and roll songs are not discernible. You have to get printed words to know what the guy's even singing. Rock always was about the beat, about the music combination of the beat. The sp- if I may say the spirit of rock and roll was sensual. And that sensual driving spirit is what it's all about. Now, you can take rock and roll music, which is of the world, I believe, of the devil himself, and you can combine that with the Bible, King James Bible. It does not make it right. It's clear in the Bible that when holy touches unholy, holy becomes unholy. In other words, when holy will touch something unholy, I believe this is in Malachi, it, the holy doesn't make the unholy holy. The unholy makes the holy unholy you got that so when unholy touches holy the holy's no longer holy it's unholy now you know that if I took you if I took and poured a bowl of perfectly good cereal Cheerios in in a bowl for you and I took a uh, a half ounce of uh, dirt uh, out of out of the cow uh, where horses uh, are like the barnyard dirt you know dirt mixed with unholy things you know waste material but I took a little of it I took maybe a half ounce of that dirt and I poured it into your perfectly clean bowl of Cheerios you would not and most people would never eat that bowl why because the holy has been polluted by the unholy it doesn't take a lot of unholy to pollute holy with God you don't have to mix much lie with the Bible to make it unusable or not true, called false doctrine. Really, what is false doctrine? False doctrine is a lot of times truth mixed with untruth, and it becomes all false. So uh, going back to this uh, praise and worship. Praise and worship is, is uh, uh, a project to please God in the, in the church of of emotional and and hey I get emotional about God I cry I love God I love to shout Hallelujah glory to God uh, you're not I'm not you're not talking to an unemotional guy here but I have enough discernment of the Bible to tell you uh, God would rather have your obedience than he would your emotion your sacrifice of emotion or sacrifice of praise your sacrifice of holding your hands up saying Hallelujah to God. It says in the Bible that they love with their speech or with their voice, they love much, but their heart's far from me. That was one of the problems and has been a problem through the generations going back. People begin to love God in their, in their verbal and they don't love God in their action. Where God's coming in, where Jesus is coming in, in John chapter four, verse 23, 24, is he's saying, love me by obeying truth. Love me with your spirit. Go ahead and, and cry and get happy about being saved. Praise God. Glory to God. Sing, sing wonderful hymns and spiritual songs unto him, but obey him in what he instructs. And he instructs to be a friend of the world's enemy of God. So it's obvious to the mature Christian that you can't bring the world's music into the, into the holiness of the church of God and into the hymns and spiritual songs and say everything's okay it isn't you've just made holy unholy and you've just what you call worship of god now is a disgrace and and a and a repudiation of the holiness of god itself so what is called holy then becomes unholy and god rejects it why it was not done in spirit and in truth you must you must have the spirit but you must abide by the truth the truth that to be a friend of the world is an enemy of God. Uh, the truth of love, not the world, neither the things that are in the world. All those world, lust of flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life, are not of the Father, but of the world. The world pass away, in the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. One John chapter two, verse fifteen through seventeen. So, what I'm, I hope this helps you get a concept at least of what's going on around us with these rock, what we call rock and roll churches. They are a they are an anomaly. You can look the word up you don't know what it is, but they are, they are an anomaly. They're not meant to be. They're not. You're never to put worldliness with the worship of God because then you're, you may be having the right spirit about being excited, but you don't have the truth. And also, if I may go on the other side of it, dead orthodoxy is just as repulsive to God. Singing without your heart, uh, obeying God, but then not worshiping him with enthusiasm, not worshiping him with a, with a tender heart, with, with, a, with a real a spirit of the living God. That, that's not where he wants you either. He wants you to worship him in spirit and truth. Put those together. May the Lord give you some wisdom for your walk.